Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're in this series of 1 Thessalonians called Lo, He Comes with Clouds Descending. So let's get started with this week's installment. You may be seated. Well, a few years ago, Reed's Lessing Delta flight was canceled. He was on his way home to St. Louis, and the next flight out of Atlanta was jam-packed. So missing the flight meant that he'd have to stay overnight in the airport. So he said it to no one in particular, I'll give anyone half my kingdom if they'll give me a ticket home. Nobody paid attention. And then he spotted a ticket hanging out of a jacket. It was worn by a man that was sleeping with his mouth wide open, with his cane propped up against the seat. What a break. Lessing could go ahead, snatch the ticket, walk out, and then come back right in time for him to board. Not a bad idea. At least, then he started to think. Reed Lessing, Lutheran pastor, jail for the headlines for the next day. No. So he went ahead and started a conversation with the ticket agent. Please get me home. Anything airborne will do. 747, regional jet, crop duster, hand glider. I'll take anything. He poured out all of his charm and his amazing wit only to hear her bark out, Sir, you're on the standby list. No. The dreaded standby list. Once you're on the standby list, you have no peace of mind. Every airport announcement, every conversation the ticket agent has brings on more stress. By contrast, you know, those who are ticketed, they sit there reading a magazine, flipping through their phone or their iPad, not a care in the world. They have the peace that passes all human understanding. Oh, just to be numbered among the confirmed. Oh, to have a seat with the, and a number and a departure time. Oh, to be guaranteed the next flight home. Well, let's be honest. During this time of the year, we often feel relegated to standby. And if we can back up one more slide. We're caught between a rock and a hard place. That's the, yep. Others have a ticket. And can make all those great big purchases, right? Others have the ticket to all the fun, but not me. All of the others have the ticket for the perfect families, but not me. Now we're stuck and we can't get out. On the other hand, I have several options. One is to throw a pity party. Why me? Another is become a Scrooge, you know. Bah, humbug. Still, the other way to respond to all the holiday cheer is to become small and jealous and vindictive and petty, and in every case, I'm the one that ends up stuck. We often feel as though we're stuck on standby forever, because that's Satan's plan, isn't it? Shove your face in what could have been. Remind us of the past screw-ups, Point out your duplicity. 
rub your nose in your filthy wretchedness and getting us to feel absolutely hopeless like there's nothing that we can do? Well, I have good news for you. You have a seat on the final flight home. Reservations have been made. The fare has been paid. The immortal words of John, Paul, George, and Ringo, you've got a ticket to ride. And that's what St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18. And let's, oh, this is, no, 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 no. One back, please. There we go. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, I, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are still left to the coming of our Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. Yes, indeed, the Lord has this. The Thessalonians, though, were worried. Not only worried about their own departure, but worried about their loved ones who had died before or died in the Lord. Paul assures that the death is not permanent. It's like falling asleep. This is what Jesus teaches when he raises Jairus' daughter from the dead in Matthew 9.24, before he raises Lazarus from the tomb in John 11. And that's how Luke describes Stephen's death in Acts chapter 7. And that's what Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians 15.51. Paul uses the expression fallen asleep two times. Did you see it? Two times in this passage. When you die, if you die, if Jesus doesn't come before you die, is that the end? No, your spirit goes to be with the Lord, but your body stays here on earth. We have fallen asleep. Jesus speaks of this separation as much as he said to the penitent thief on the cross today. You'll be with me in paradise. And yet after he said that to the thief on the cross, the body of the thief was still there. Paul talked about 2 Corinthians 5 when he wrote, to depart from this body is to be present with the Lord. And in Philippians 1.21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so when believers die, their spirit goes to be with the Lord. Their bodies die and so fall asleep. But not forever. Christ will return with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel, with a trumpet call of God. It's going to be quite a day. Those who have fallen asleep will wake up from the dead. Meaning what? If you die trusting in the shed blood of the Lamb, and believe that God raised him from the dead, there is no purgatory, there is no hell, there is no suffering. You've got a ticket to ride. Let's read this together. And the dead in Christ will rise first. You know, Aristotle called death the end of everything. The French philosopher, Jean-Paul Chartres, wrote, death removes the meaning of life. Another French philosopher, Francois Roubelet, said at the end of his life, I am going to the great, perhaps. 
But Jesus, he claimed in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though he dies, or excuse me, whoever believes in me will live even though he dies. Because Jesus lives, we shall live also. Guaranteed, bank on it. You are not on standby because you've got a ticket to ride. Oh, there it is. Rapture. Let's read this together. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Christians who are alive when Christ returns will be caught up with Jesus. The term caught up in Latin is rapiermor. And from this Latin word, we get the English word rapture. Now I'm going to add a little here because when you've been singing, lo, he comes with clouds descending, you sing rapture, don't you? But that rapture is a different word. It means joy. With heavenly joy, let us sing. But here, rapture, it is actually a biblical idea. The problem is that some Christians rip it away from the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ to an earlier time, and that's incorrect. The rapture and the second coming are the same thing tied together. They are the same event. So if you believe and have been baptized, get this, then you are rapture ready when Christ returns. Let's read this together. So we will be with the Lord forever. So do I dare have anybody admit this? How many of you went to your 10th year class reunion? And how many of you went to your 25th? How many of you went to your 30th? 40th? 50th? 60th? Okay, how many went to your family reunion? Reunions. Reunions are wonderful opportunities to see friends and relatives that you love. Imagine this. Imagine this reunion. People's bodies are reunited with their souls for eternity. Fellow Christians seeing each other for the first time in decades, maybe centuries, as they rise to meet Jesus Christ. It's a part of that incredible reunion. This experience is everything. And I can look each one of you straight in the eye and say with confidence that this will be the most exciting thing in your thing in your life that has not happened yet. I don't care what you've done. You may have landed your dream job. You have maybe purchased your dream house, gone on that dream vacation. You may have skydived once, twice, but again and again. But this is not skydiving. This is the opposite. We will be caught up to join this one joyful, wonderful reunion. So that means no matter what you're going through, and some of you have gone through a lot, as a believer in Jesus, the best is yet to come. You 
are not on eternal standby. No way. What am I saying? I'm saying that by God's grace, in Christ Jesus, you most certainly have a ticket to ride. Amen. You may remain seated. So, we are at our last Sunday, or excuse me, last week in Advent, or midweek service. So what that means is, for the fourth one, we're going to be doing it on Sunday morning, the fourth Sunday in Advent. Now, it doesn't happen very often that the fourth Sunday in Advent is also Christmas Eve, right? Okay? So you got a service in the morning, one. We're only going to have one service in the morning. And then two in the evening for Christmas Eve. And so for next Sunday, I want you to read for Thessalonians 5, 1 to 11 and answer these questions that are before you here and in your bulletin. Why do you think Paul writes that the Lord will return like a thief in the night? Number two, what does belonging to the day look like in your life? And then, number three, in both 1 Thessalonians 4.18 and 5.11, Paul wants us to encourage others in the light of Christ's return. How do you do this? <laughs>